Hi, and welcome to the Art Splash podcast, where we will have open and playful and also meaningful and thought-provoking conversations about art, creativity, life and spirituality. Hi, and I'm Joy Fay, And I'm Eve-Marie Woodson-Jones. And welcome to our podcast. And we've got an interesting subject today on who are you painting for? It's kind of such an interesting uh, subject to um, <laughs> to discuss because, um, you know, quite a few people say, you know, they don't want to show their paintings and um, they don't know quite what direction they're going in with their painting. So it's an interesting subject. So how about you, um, <laughs> Eve? How do yeah, you do? well, um, I think I started this thought about what, you know, what this topic we're going to discuss today, because I saw um, a headline for a video a discussion about fine art versus decorative art. And it got me thinking about um, how do we define um, what we're doing and how do we think of the art that we're doing? Are we thinking of it as fine art, which would be something that potentially could uh, be sold in a gallery? Um, or to a collector or, you know, passed down into our family as a, you know, sort of a, a family heirloom um, <laughs> versus something that we paint uh, just to put on our walls to make our rooms look bright and cheerful and pretty. Um, and it really has no um, other value than just to, you know, brighten up your space, um, which isn't to say that that's not an important thing to do, obviously. Um, but it does have a whole different meaning to it, doesn't it? Um, yes, it does. I, I mean, and, and obviously most people, I would say, are hobby artists. You know, they paint because they enjoy it. Uh, right. Not necessarily that they want to be in, you know, the MoMA or the <laughs> Royal Academy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's an interesting question to um to ask yourself because you know we want to develop it the whole thing is developing skills and confidence and new techniques and you know to feel um some continuity between ourselves and our painting and then where do we want it to go <laughs> yeah so and then okay well let me ask you where do you want your painting to go well, you know, initially, I think um, my reasoning for starting painting was to have something to hang on my walls that when I walked by and I looked at it, it made me feel happy or it made me feel um, like I was, um, how shall I say, it gave me a sense of satisfaction, a sense of accomplishment, yeah. uh, pride, um, you know, um, knowing that I've done something that pleases me and also at the same time I would hope pleases other people who come into my house and look at it yeah. um yeah but then there's a concept of you know is are you painting the piece to fit into a room to fit with the room or are you painting a piece and making the room fit around it so that was one of the other um, sort of different perspectives that um, I think artists uh, take when they're painting something like your art, for example, 
you're just doing it out of your inspiration and your imagination and your creativity. You're not painting it to fit into a particular space. Hmm. No, no. And I think that's the difference, really. You know, mm. and, and and I, but actually, at the same time, I do think you can combine both. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You it's know. not you don't, um, But I think if I if I cast my mind back to when I first started painting in you know properly in my early twenties, then um, I got. I think it was a it was a point it was a um, a feeling of self satisfaction that I'd achieved something um, and I felt that it looked lovely. In fact, funnily enough, I've been clearing out my studio this week. <laughs> I've bought a new new shelving unit, which is great. Oh. <laughs> but I came across one of my very first watercolour uh, paintings that I was really pleased with. And I guess that feeling of satisfaction that I had actually put something on paper that I really liked and that fulfilled the need in me to paint. <laughs> I I mean, I didn't care whether anybody else liked it or not. I liked it. And I felt right. as, if I'd, as if I'd done it, you know, correctly, whatever yeah. that is. But, it, you know, it was a lovely painting. It was an autumn scene and it was kind of a quite abstracted um but it was it was just lovely. Where I used to live, where we were surrounded by uh, national parks, so there were some beautiful views and areas to paint, which is very inspirational. And we had a very very big oak tree, and very sadly it came down in a in a huge storm. But I painted it before <laughs> that happened, <laughs> um, yeah. and it was a feeling of self satisfaction. And I think that builds on your confidence. And then when it is on the wall and then people come to your home or your house and see it and make a remark, it kind of increases your confidence to do more. And I do think ultimately, well, this is my opinion. I, I can't speak for anybody else. It was my sort of feeling that I, I wanted to put some paintings together that I felt happy with that I could show. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know, probably a year or maybe two years later, I had my first art show at the local library. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And um, I was absolutely over the moon about that. And I think I sold about four or five paintings, which was fantastic. I mean, it was all to friends and family, you know. <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, you know, I got money for them and I felt yeah. really, really cool. And I don't think they would have bought them if they didn't like them. <laughs> oh, theoretically not no no um but it's interesting because a lot of people do say they just they just want to paint and they don't want to show them and they don't necessarily even want to put them up on the wall mm -hmm. so I think that part of painting is a little bit like maybe in my mind um like writing a journal it's kind yeah. of um yeah. yeah, making a statement about how you feel, but instead of writing it, you're painting it. So um, what do you feel about that? Well, I mean, obviously, there are many, many different reasons for painting, you know, that being a very important and um, 
I think, uh, very valuable reason, you know, that we should all do in some way, shape or form, I think, for our own, um, our own mental health, you know, for, yeah, if yeah. nothing else. For sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And I also think, you know, it pushes the boundaries. It, 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 it makes us, um, makes us think, it makes us feel, it makes us kind of want to go to a new level, you know, of learning. I think if yeah. you get hooked on it and then, you know, you look and you think I could do something else with it or it needs something else or, um, you know, how do I achieve that? How do, How can I get that? How can I get the paint to look this, that or the other way? Um. I think that is kind of in it's inherent in us, I feel, as as human beings to want to go the next step. <laughs> you know, yeah. we crawl, well, I think we walk, we run. <laughs> and I think yeah. we all want to run, actually. But I think in terms of the um so yeah, there's that very important part of it. Hmm. Um, but then there are people who want to be professional artists, such as yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're painting um, to earn a living, essentially, you know, either um, through your painting yeah. or through your pieces. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, I suppose that's one aspect of it, but it's not something that I tend to focus on. You know, I paint the things that I feel I'd like to paint. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, I have a yearly exhibition um, which is coming up in three weeks, <laughs> help. Yeah. Um, and I like to show the work. I like to talk about it. Um, you know, if people are interested and they like it and they buy it, it's fantastic. Um, and obviously that sort of validates what I do in a way. Um, but my main, main focus isn't necessarily on painting to sell. Because okay. it, it would go into sort of a commercial space if that was the case. Um, it's like, what What do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I can paint sort of commercial type paintings, but that isn't necessarily, necessarily aligned with me as what I want to paint. So it, it, that's an interesting thing. I mean you know, decorative art for uh, interior designers and that kind of thing, which I have done in the past. Um, I used to do quite a lot of, because I was with a gallery that was uh, linked with a number of interior designers. And the owner would say, right, we would, we've got this scheme coming up. We want these colors, we want this size and we want right, something yeah. on the wall. So for a period of time, I was doing the, those kind of things, but it wasn't about, I mean, obviously it had a, it had something about me in it, <laughs> yeah. naturally, yeah. but I had a brief and I had to follow the brief. So I couldn't mm -hmm. just do what I felt like doing and be expressive and do crazy stuff because it had to fit in with the scheme. And I did that for a while and then I thought I can't I don't want to carry on doing this because it's not it's not authentic it's not for me there are some yeah. artists that it is yeah. and I know some of them that that are extremely successful and they do 
you know, huge amount for interior designers with, you know, big, big canvases and all that kind of stuff. And that's fantastic, but it's not, it's not where my heart is for my painting. My painting is about me personally and my feeling. Yeah. If somebody buys that, they're buying something of you. my feeling, me. Yeah, not just like a piece of furniture that they like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, definitely. So this is where, you know, that line gets drawn between fine art and decorative art, which is... yes. Yeah. Right. You know, something that mm. you would potentially hang, you know, in an office, um, you know, in any yeah. kind of a commercial establishment. And um, yeah, I mean, it sounds strange, but it, it was only kind of something I discovered in the last week or so where I came across um, someone wrote an article about, you know, becoming a professional artist and producing pieces just as you describe, you know, for these kinds of um, purposes where you're decorating a house, um, you know, it could be a house, could be a business, could be anything. And you are given some yeah. specific things and color schemes and so on to work with. Mm. And obviously it is a way of making money, you know, producing those pieces, which is, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and I do think, you know, it's really, it's a very hard thing for me to, to process in a way, because I guess that if I was a really, I mean, I, I don't know, it, it's hard. It's hard to describe. But I mean, having gone to the Pompidou in Malaga last week and looking at <laughs> modern yeah. art, it does beg the question, I mean, how many of those paintings that we saw would you ever consider having in your house? I mean, I don't I think can't. any. <laughs> no yeah. I mean okay. no I mean you know the Amiro yes okay yeah. uh the Matisse yeah, yeah okay um but out of probably what a hundred paintings right um there was probably three or four that you felt you could relate to that you'd feel proud to have on your wall but I would say I don't know 90 percent of it um well, you just wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, can you say that someone who bought, um, you know, someone who had the, who was a collector and wanted to buy a piece of fine art from um, uh, a renowned artist is more buying the artist's piece because of the artists themselves, you know? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's lovely to think that you know uh, Matisse in your in your in your living room or whatever but are you telling people I I just bought a painting of a landscape by some guy named Matisse or I bought a Matisse <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, yeah it's the it's the it's the person it's the artist that you're that yeah. you're really acquiring yeah. in a way as opposed to the actual yeah I mean it's so subjective I I uh, you know when you watch a lot of the programs on on contemporary art and see many of the exhibitions and the art fairs and you know some of the work is absolutely stunningly beautiful and some of it is stunningly terrible in my opinion no um, I know I know yeah. um but it, it it's so it's a trend and I think it's your I think it's more about you know your commercial expertise marketing yourself it's like everything 
if it's marketed correctly and it, it gathers momentum because of the name, right. um, then, you know, you're on to a winner. You could paint anything. I mean, you know, <laughs> just, just looking at, you know, thinking about Picasso, I mean, you know, his scribble drawings out of his sketchbooks go for thousands. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't think yeah. my scribble point, drawings point would, yeah. would even, you know, get a penny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, I mean, I've an auction, you know, for, because I was curious, you know, what do, who are the contemporary artists if that's the right term, contemporary or modern or, you know, um, of today who are being uh, recognized and followed and collected, you know, and, and what mm. kind of works they're doing. And mm. so I was looking at some of the pieces in this auction and almost every single one of them was not very appealing to me at all and completely um, uh, defied any of the principles that you taught us last week <laughs> great <laughs> yeah there's no focal point in this there's no contrast there's no you know <laughs> there's no well there's yeah no, I mean yeah. you know then you have to it, it's such a deep subject you know expressionism or um contemporary or uh, you know you to tell you the truth I don't dive into it that much in order to um, to know that much in that sense about the commercial side of things. You know, maybe if I was in my early twenties and I'd, I was at art college and, you know, it comes up to the end and you get your degree and you take, you know, you're in the art exhibition and you've got agents there and promoters and all that kind of thing. These days, you know, it's yeah. a whole different ball game. Right. Um, yeah. You know, when I was at that stage, I wasn't in that I wasn't in that lane. And mm. um, I had, the you know, a small chance when I was at uh, Manchester School of Art, but that was cut short, sadly. Um, and maybe things would have been different. But I think as a, you know, somebody who is just on my own, doing my painting, doing my teaching, um, I get tremendous satisfaction from that. And if somebody buys something, it's wonderful. I mean, it's a lovely yeah. feeling that somebody has liked something enough to hang on their wall. There's no two ways about it. But, you know, going back to who do we paint for, I would say, for me, I probably paint for myself, really, mm. truthfully. Mm -hmm. I want to explore things for myself and see where I can take it to and what I can learn and, you know, what surprises there are in store. <laughs> yeah. And um, if people like that, that's great. And if they don't, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Yeah. but I think it's nice to have a goal to work towards a collection of, of paintings and because that pushes you to learn more, to develop more skills and techniques. And I think that's that's wonderful. And I love that about teaching because some, you know, people can come and not know anything about very much. And then suddenly, you know, after a period of time, they grasp it and they're starting to make some really interesting, 
you know, interesting paintings, which are lovely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to see the evolution also of an artist and, you know, what they did 10 years ago and what they're doing today. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of imagine, well, even for yourself, you know, obviously, you know, your style has evolved and, um, you know, shaped itself over the years. And I don't know, do you have a sense of where you're going? Do you, can you sort of predict where your art, what your art might look um, like in years time um not really no i can't uh, i i have more i i guess in in many in many many respects i have more energy focused on teaching really and helping people and providing um information that helps people properly mm -hmm. not not just on the surface i really want to um you know get across how to do things <laughs> because i think if you know how to do it <laughs> then yes when you come to do it you've got the right tools i think it's terribly difficult if you if you want to do something and you don't know how to do it and um, or that there's something you can do you know that you don't even you don't, you don't even know about know about yeah I mean today I've been working on the new master class and I'm doing I'm calling it um the magic of color um mm. and really doing a deep dive into um how color works and all the different I mean we touched on this a little bit in the retreat and I've expanded on it really because yeah. I feel that if 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 you have a real foundation of knowledge of of your colors and what they can do and how they work then when you come to paint you've got those tools in your in your toolkit so um yes. you know just as a stupid example really i i've got this um these shelves from ikea and um I, you know, I put them together myself, but I had to follow the instructions and I did it and oh, I did it and it was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. And there it is. <laughs> oh, wow. So, well, um, you know, the same thing applies if somebody's got the right tools and they set out yeah. to do something and they know what to do, then there's a fantastic sense of satisfaction and you know, happiness. Done, yeah when it's done so, yeah a lot of people have had a lot you know couples have had divorces based on trying to put together ikea furniture together <laughs> well i can tell you when i was married i would never have let my husband try it because it would inevitably land up in an argument <laughs> so you know i like doing that myself i like yeah. puzzling it out and doing it and then you know great <laughs> and it gives you the you know it gives you the screwdriver the proper thing and all the right yeah. size nails and you know screws and da -de da yeah yeah and and it was great I, <laughs> I heard a really interesting story today about um uh, a science experiment involving color which i uh, i don't know 100 percent if it's actually true and i'm, I'm going to check it out but anyway apparently um, Einstein was doing an experiment with radioactive materials and he was working with some technicians and um, you know what a Geiger counter is? Mm -hmm. Right. So he had a Geiger counter, um, you know, and he was measuring 
the amount of radiation coming through a lead wall, which lead is supposed to, you know, stop radiation. There was a radioactive uh, something or another on the other side. So he was measuring with the Geiger counter. And as they kept adding more and more layers of lead to the wall to try to eliminate the radiation from coming through the wall. Right. And as they were doing this, um, one of the technicians happened to walk by. So in between where um, he was sitting or standing with the guy counter and, and the lead wall and where you know, the other <laughs> side of the radioactive. So the, the technician walked by and as he walked by, the Geiger counter went to zero. So somehow or another, something happened as, he, as this fellow walked by that actually blocked the radiation from coming through. And he was quite astounded and he couldn't figure out why this had happened. So he had the guy walk back again and you know several times and every time he walked by, sure enough, the Geiger counter went to zero. And he asked him, you know, what do you, what have you got in your pockets? You know, what are you carrying? <laughs> and he had nothing special. He had a clipboard. But anyway, after finally, you know, trying to figure it out, they realized that it was because he was wearing a yellow jumpsuit, a yellow uh, protective outfit. And the color yellow somehow mm. blocked the radiation from coming through. Anyway, as I said, I don't know 100% if this is true or not. But I thought that was really fascinating that color, because it has a frequency, can somehow affect, um, you know, your environment and specifically, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, radio yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, particles coming mm. through. That's that's pretty. Powerful. Well, in in <laughs> this in this new uh, class that I'm doing, I've actually um, prefaced it with the psychology of color and the oh, meanings right. of color and yeah. um, how significant that is to how we feel with the colors that we look at. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because they had the fact they had they tried it with different colors. They tried it, you know, with somebody, you know, with yellow, with sorry, with you know red and blue and purple and all these other things. And it didn't work. It was only yellow that seemed to 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 do this block. So <laughs> about yellow. brilliant. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so fascinating how how it works. It was saying on some of them you know the meaning of each of each color but one of them mm -hmm. made me smile was that they had they had done a test on um the colors in a baby's room and they mm. discovered that if a room is painted yellow a baby cries more oh really <laughs> yeah oh. How extraordinary. And, you know, obviously the color goes through to all kinds of things, you know, with what what they what the color of walls in a hospital or on an airplane. And, you know, everything makes a difference to the ambience of the of the space dependent on the color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that kind of, you know, in the same kind of a vein of who are you painting for? Um, you know, they, the commercial art uh, that you see in some places is using a color palette that will, uh, they hope, inspire you to shop more um, <laughs> or, or leave sooner. Like I think in McDonald's, for example, they use a lot of red and orange. Um, and you yellow, know, and the, yeah. Yeah. And the idea is to get you in and out quickly. They don't want you hanging around, you know, so... <laughs> That's partly why they use those colors is okay. to make you feel more sort of agitated so you leave sooner. 
<laughs> so going back to going back to our, our our subject of um you know who are we painting for i think my my um feeling is really one should paint for oneself that that's yeah. how ultimately. i feel about it ultimately right yeah and yeah. however that takes shape i mean it's lovely to do journaling and you know a lot of people do um journals painted journals which is fantastic um but to also set you know a few targets and goals to achieve mm -hmm. things and to possibly uh be clear about why you want to paint <laughs> I actually did a video about why do you want to paint some time ago, about a year ago. You know, what's yeah. the reason? What is it that that's, that's pushing you towards that form of creativity? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some people say I can never paint in a million years. The only thing I want to do is um, draw, actually. They won't use colour or, or do... Um, uh, or do sculpture or pottery or gardening or whatever it is that they wouldn't even consider picking up a paintbrush and painting whereas you know to some other people it's quite a natural a natural thing to want to do so I think um, the concept of art journaling though is something fairly recent in the sense that I think you know, maybe when I was, you know, and when I was growing up and maybe when you were growing up, the idea of becoming a painter was to produce something at the end, you know, a piece that you would put on your wall or something like that, you know, as opposed to art journaling, which is, is strictly for yourself. It's not for, you know, public consumption. And I think that that part of creating art mm. and the reason, you know, is a fairly new concept, wouldn't you say? I don't know. I mean, maybe um, not necessarily. No, because I think maybe the, the 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 journaling has kind of turned the dial a little bit from sketchbook, and uh, um, you know, sketchbook uh, working on a in a sketchbook is kind of fundamental, really. Yeah. And all great masters, you know, spend years and years and years <laughs> doing. Yeah um sketches and have lots of sketchbooks I think I remember I told you the story about me seeing um Turner's little yeah. sketchbooks um and I think that has kind of been the, the foundation for it really and you don't necessarily show the sketches I mean a lot of artists use the journaling to practice different techniques and methods and um you know the experimenting Experiment. with different ideas yeah. yeah in order to be able to then translate that into a painting yes uh, okay and so I think yeah wasn't it yeah 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 it's it's kind of like a a, a practice run right yeah <laughs> yeah, to, yeah yeah I mean you know the thing that I've been doing today for this class it's about you know using your sketchbook to discover your you know mm -hmm. what you your colors and then how you're going to use them what it feels like does it match what you feel like and you know the more you practice then when you come to do a big painting well I mean we had this in the retreat in a way yeah. 
because yeah, we did, yeah. you know, three days of practice and then we moved on to, you know, hopefully um, embracing onto the painting what we'd learnt in the practice. And I think journaling is 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 about that. And, you know, there's nothing to stop you if there's something really fabulous that comes up in the journal to cut it out and frame it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I think um, journaling is also... So the point the point of journaling is is not to necessarily I mean it can be obviously useful as a way of discovering and experimenting and learning um, to to apply it to something else mm. but I think a lot of people don't use it that way they just use it as a you know as a as a, a self expression um, um, yeah just to yeah just for for its own but sake. I think I think it happens anyway I don't think you can get away from. Um, mm self-exploration even if they're just using it for that there's processes going on isn't there in that person and um there's a lot it's like a diary it's like, it's a, like a, know, a diary yeah 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 right it's not and, meant and to I, be read other no, than you yeah exactly but uh, and it's also you know self-reflection that you know sometimes you might just want to do really crazy things in there and sometimes you want to might do really neat and perfect and wonderful i'm going going through some of my old sketchbooks some of them are quite frightening of stuff that i've <laughs> done <laughs> you know i'm looking back at sketchbooks i had like 10 years ago or 15 years ago i'm thinking oh my god i must have been in a bit of a state then <laughs> For some of the things that I was doing and drawing and painting, oh God! Um, so yeah, I mean that's like a journal because I I also you know write journals and I can look back on journals that I've had for years and years and years and think, oh God, I haven't moved forward very much. I'm still writing today what oh. I was writing <laughs> when I was twenty, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you know. God forbid anybody else should read those things. You know, they're strictly for me. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, they might turn into, you know, something absolutely amazing when I'm dead. But at the moment, <laughs> they stay under collage paper. Right? Hmm? Yeah, they're good for collage papers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But, you know, yeah. whatever which way it it releases it from yourself. You know, the whole point of of journaling or painting or whatever is that we release that creative energy, you know, mm -hmm. good, bad and the ugly. You know, sometimes it's absolutely fabulous and sometimes it's absolutely dire, but you've got it out there. And, and I think that's the most important thing. So, um, you know, who are we painting for is, I think, to find our own peace of mind, to find our, con you know, our, our contentment, our, our, ourselves, really. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, th I, I think that's... Well, I think it's also probably a really good exercise, you know, to... To paint for someone else you know um you know in a similar way that you were describing in terms of the commercial yeah. but it might be an exercise that forces you out of the normal way that you create yeah to 
to you know, something else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah. I've done that myself with commissions. Mm. Um, and I have to say the last commission I did, oh, uh, I absolutely hated doing it because it was the colours that I really don't use. It was, a, I wanted a great big purple pink flower <laughs> on, a, on a canvas that was like 120 centimetres. I don't know how big that is in inches, but anyway, it's big. Yeah. Square. Right. So yeah, it yeah. was enormous. And she, she approached me from my... Um, at the exhibition last year and asked if I could if I could do this picture for her and and that really I should have said no <laughs> oh. and she was so excited and she you know she'd read some stuff about me and blah 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 so anyway I I said I would do it so she gave me a picture of a cushion mm -hmm. <laughs> with the colors in it and she wanted this picture anyway I really, really struggled doing it. I mean, I did it and it actually, it was ditto, ditto, nice. You know, there was nothing yeah, wrong with it. Yeah. I just, I just hated it. And then she sent me a picture <laughs> of, of um, it in her house. And, yeah. you know, it looked wonderful in her room because all her room was lilac and pinks and purples. Pink and, and it, purple. It fitted perfectly in the room, but not in a million of years would I have done that for myself. You know. right yeah so yeah it was so a very was a good, good exercise yeah <laughs> in doing something that you really don't normally do right yeah oh dear yeah. <laughs> so yeah actually again with the class coming up I've said you know what are the colors that you lean towards because I'm a blue girl I love blue mm. and then if you said to me paint something in purple or paint something yeah. in um I don't know Pink, pink not colors yeah. that i use it would push me to to mm. do that and right. that's a good and that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah that's what i meant yeah it kind yeah. of pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah or a lot yeah. or a lot yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> too much that last one yeah. i haven't done a commission since i don't know i'm not doing that again <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh I think another interesting subject is um, what to paint. You know, a mm. lot of people have that question. So maybe we can talk about that on the next podcast. Yeah, about yeah that's inspiration that's on what to paint. Right. Um, but I think as far as who do you paint for, paint for yourself and embrace yeah. yourself and find all the wonderful nuances there are about yourself because you know i think it, it it's always lovely when you surprise yourself with whatever you do yeah and uh, yeah i like that and it, that's really creative you know it's stepping out of the box and really going on an adventure about your own personality and i love that i think that's really cool so well, and it's an evolve, ever evolving uh, exercise, you know, because every time you do it, mm. something else comes up, something new, something different, and um, and uh, yeah, it's a journey of self discovery, really. Absolutely, um, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so great. So you're going to be painting something this week. What have you got in mind? Well, you know, I was thinking of doing something similar to what we were just talking about, which is to do something completely different than what I would normally do. 
and mm-hmm. I haven't quite figured out what that is yet, but I'm, I'm <laughs> letting it sort of cogitate a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah. With colors that I wouldn't normally use because I think somehow okay. or another, I need to push myself away from what I tend to do. And I think that would be good for me. So okay. I'll let you know. week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, maybe maybe doing this stuff that I've done with the uh, masterclass will help you discover yeah, some yeah. new colors. That would be that great. That would and be great. I think yeah, that would be really to... interesting. Yeah, exactly. Funny. Great. Good. Good. Okay, well, I hope you have a good week. And, yeah. Um, you... um, if anyone's got any questions or would like to say why they paint, do leave the 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 do leave it in the comments because it would be wonderful to read how you how you feel about um what who you paint for <laughs> yeah and um if you enjoyed the uh, video do give us a thumbs up or the podcast i should say and subscribe if you would like some more and that helps us and encourages youtube to push us along the road which would be great <laughs> And you can find all our information in the in the information below in the description um, if you want to go in, on an exploration of what else we do. Yeah. And uh, that's great. So nice right. to see you. Yeah, you take care. And um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching and look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Hey, have a wonderful day.